Hey everybody, and welcome back for episode 45 of the Path Podcast. We're so glad that you're here. My name is Jason. Hey there, I'm Derek. And we are glad that you've decided to join us on the Path this week. Um, We're going to talk about um, what really was not a fun chapter to read through or story to read through in the book of Judges, Um, but then hopefully we're going to lighten that up with another very fun interview uh, at the end of today's episode. Um, But Derek, talk to us for just a second. You know, we, we had this story about Abimelech, who's one of Gideon's sons. Um, that is not the model for a great son. <laughs> um, and so talk to us for a second about what what is it that we really need to learn from the story of Abimelech in Judges chapter 9? Right, yeah, so Abimelech is one of 70, I guess 71, says, or maybe 72. Yeah. I, I guess they just... And that's just the sons. Surely there was some daughters yeah, in there yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Gideon... Um, he got the nickname Jerubabal, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, mean, it means uh, Baal contends or Baal wrestles. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's huge, right? Because mm-hmm. um, it really explains this story. I yeah. think. Because what what happened with Gideon, and so to talk about Abimelech, you have to look at Gideon. Yeah. We we are the product of our upbringing. We're the product of our mm-hmm. familial connections. Um, um, you know, um, we talked about the marriage covenant, and when mm-hmm. you, when you marry into a family, you don't just marry the person; you marry their family. Right, and, and those things are true, and you have to think about those ahead of time. You're bringing in expectation, you're bringing in sometimes baggage, you're bringing mm-hmm. in all that you grew up with to your relationship, and that's the truth here. Abimelech was living his life after after his dad had died. Uh, um, and living it in the direction that his dad's life um, uh, teetered sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like so, Gideon, Gideon's in Hebrews <clears throat> chapter eleven. He's the, he's in the the hall yeah, of faith. The hall of faith. Yeah. You know, because because he he followed God uh, reluctantly, but still followed him. God mm-hmm. used him. Um, you know, and and because he had faith, that was counted to him as righteousness. So we know Gideon. Um, though he's not the hero we often make him out to be, mm-hmm. um, he still trusted God, followed God, but he teetered, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And his teetering and his affections that he teetered with led, I think, to the downfall of his own family, mm-hmm. the death of his own progeny, you know, um, um, because Abimelech, whose name means... Um, my dad's the king. Yeah. Um, even though he wasn't. Even though he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. and, and and Gideon rightfully said, no, the Lord will, will rule over you, yeah. not me or my sons. Uh, the very first thing is after he's dead, Bimelech's like, all right, who's ruling here? Yeah. Because uh, I'd really like for it to be me. And if it's going to be me, that means I'm going to have to kill everybody else. Yeah. And so Abimelech, his mom was a part of the, the tribe of Shechem. Mm-hmm. Um, so, some translations call her the slave woman. Um some uh, scholars think that maybe that's not the best um, translation translation of that, mm-hmm. and that maybe she was um, of this Shechemite tribe and possibly even royalty there. Mm. Um, the fact that she still lived with that family and didn't live in um, you know where where the tribe of Manasseh, the the Abyssalites, the, the um, Gideon's tribe. Mm-hmm may mean that she was kind of a um, a gift from another tribe to yeah. kind of bring those together. 
So, all that to say, we don't know. Yeah. But Abimelech uh, received his name, my dad's the king, from somebody. Um, and and so perhaps it was that his Shechemite mother wanted him to rise up to that. You yeah. know I mean, we want the best for our kids, right? Sure. So maybe she kind of preemptively named him that mm-hmm. or whatever. All that to say is he was bloodthirsty for it. Yeah. He rallies his uncles and his family from Shechem to uh, pay some money. Mm-hmm. He, he gets some, uh, the Bible says some... Ruthless. Yeah, ruthless <laughs> and rowdy people, right? Mm-hmm. And he, they go in and he kills 70 of his brothers mm-hmm. on a large stone. Uh, Jotham is the only one to kind of scoot out yeah. and, and, and escape it. And um, All that to say is, is crazy, it's weird. Yeah. But it, and it, and and there's some things that we can take from that. You know, we talked about the object of our affection becomes the thing that we worship. That's yeah. Gideon. You know, he he said in one breath, "The Lord will rule over you," and the very next, he's like, "Bring me all the gold you got, so we can make this uh, uh, graven image." Mm-hmm. And he worshipped it. They worshipped it. They um, <clears throat> as soon as he died, they. They left him. The Bible says they forgot God and all they had done through Jerubal. Um And we see again and again and again uh, the God, Baal, and it's a false God, but the, the false God, Baal, wrestling or contending with yeah. Gideon and his, his, uh, his family and yeah. his offspring. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing that we said, you know, that we kind of looked at is that the object of our um, the object of our desire will manifest itself in the next generation mm-hmm. and that's it's huge that we we must realize that our kids are watching us yeah. and they know what matters to us not just what we say with lip service because Gideon said the right things but he lived a different way yeah and so our kids will know that and it will manifest itself in yeah. that. Uh, the Bible talks about this. It's the you know the sin will will go to the 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 the, the you know following generations. Mm-hmm. You know those kind of things. Yeah, uh, to the third generation. I think is, mm-hmm. is how it describes it. All that to say is that it paints a very clear picture of um, the people of God's need for God to be the one who rescues them mm-hmm. out of difficulty. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting story because because they had forgotten God. I think uh, you don't get the typical judge story, right? Like mm-hmm. the people of God, Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. God pulls His hand away, allows uh, a, an imposing army to come in and um, you know pers- persecute them and and and, and um, you know mess with them for many years, and they can't handle it, and so they got, say, "God, rescue us." Yeah, um, that doesn't happen here. Um, uh, Abimelech just starts right off, you know, kills. There's no prophet. Jotham makes it out, goes and, and makes a de- declaration of what he mm-hmm. predicts will happen, but it's not God giving him that message. It's not thus saith the Lord. It's just say, it's just thus mm-hmm. saith Jotham, right. you know. And uh, and it's almost like God is saying, yeah, that sounds good. Let's do that. And yeah. it really happens. Everything mm-hmm. that Jotham said happened. But it wasn't a prophecy from the Lord like other yeah. places. Jotham wasn't the judge. He wasn't sent to, to give this message. He wasn't a right. prophet. Uh, so it, we shouldn't be surprised that this story 
of this people who had forgotten their God is devoid of God. Yeah. We shouldn't be surprised at that, right? Right. But the thing is, is that God is moving and working anyway, right, mm-hmm. in the background, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. And that's the story of of how the Lord worked um, all along in bringing about complete deliverance and bringing about complete salvation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He came to do it himself, mm-hmm. himself, because uh, it's not uh, meant to be uh, strictly uh, a human that's the deliverer. It's it's God that, that right. ultimately comes and do, does that. And so what we see is, you know, uh, I, I saw a correlation between the stone that the seventy were killed upon. Uh, Abimelech eventually dies by a millstone being mm-hmm. tossed and, and hit him in the head, um, and then. In, in scripture, in Isaiah twenty-eight sixteen, we see the 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 stone that the Lord is establishing in Zion, the mm-hmm. stone that is a cornerstone yeah. that those who build their lives upon it will be unshakable, right? right? Mm-hmm. And I'm and that's that's Christ, right? That's right. the promise of the stone of Christ, the cornerstone of Christ. All that to say, we 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 made kind of a a quick rush at the end to Ephesians two, where Paul says the exact same thing. Yeah. And, and what we take away from that is that we cannot build our lives. We, we talked about, you know, the question was, what happens when the people of God give themselves over to something other than God, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we see. We see what happened, yeah. right? Total destruction, total infighting. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the Shechemites were fighting against Abimelech. Abimelech was fighting against the Shechemites. A lot of people died under his, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. three years of leadership. Yeah. Um, so the people who give themselves over um, they worship the Baals they, they covenanted with that God that's, not, that's a false God <clears throat> they did all of that um, do, completely devoid, devoid of God um, we should not be surprised that that's where they ended up yeah. but what Paul says is that those of us who are Gentiles, right? And mm-hmm. it's, it's talking about that we were far from God. Yeah. But he brought us near. And see, that's the, that's the rescue. That's the deliverance. Mm-hmm. Left, left to our own devices, left to our own selves, we will be similar to um, these characters in the book of Judges. Yeah. Left to ourselves, we are far from God. We need rescue. We need deliverance. It spiraled down and down and down and down, and we need him. And he sent him. He bring. He came to deliver us himself. Yeah. And he came to be that cornerstone, and that's what Paul Paul's talking about in Ephesians, two. That Christ is the the cornerstone that was talked about in Isaiah. Mm-hmm. And so we must build our lives upon the rock that is unshakable. Mm-hmm. And so you know, I mean. It was a it was powerful imagery to me. I hope that it, it translated uh, into the message, but but more than that, I pray that we will see our need not to give ourselves over to anything else, but to give ourselves over to Christ because He gave Himself up for mm-hmm. us. He gave Himself over to God the Father as a, a sacrificial offering to Him, yeah. so that we could be made right, so that our deliverance could be brought so that we could build our life upon the stone, yeah. right? The cornerstone 
that is Christ. Any thoughts? Yeah. No, I I, uh, I completely concur. <laughs> um, it's just it, it it's um it's hard sometimes when we are faced with Scripture as we as to use your words as we hold it up as a mirror, and we see ourselves mm-hmm. in Scripture, especially in passages like this where mm-hmm. it is um, you know a guy who he's just bad he's a bad guy you know mm-hmm. Abimelech is not a good guy and um and yet in that story we are more able as human beings to identify with Abimelech than we are with anything else in there um because um left to our own devices we are <clears throat> dreadful sinners and that's that's hard to hear sometimes but i think it's something that we need to hear to be reminded of um it's good to be reminded of what we were saved from mm-hmm. sometimes so that it develops the gratitude and the worship in our hearts of, God, you are so good that you delivered me from myself mm-hmm. uh, and from my sin that, that was so far-reaching and so um, so separating. Uh, it, it did so much to separate us from him. Uh, and so it's it's just a good reminder that we need Jesus, and we still need Jesus. Mm-hmm. You still need Jesus every day. I still need Jesus every day. Um, you don't ever c- reach a point where you have enough of Jesus. Yeah. We still need Jesus every day to get us through this mm-hmm. life, and um, that's a I think that's a great reminder to have this week um, that that we we can't do this on our own. Mm-hmm. We are incapable of doing it on our own. It's not that we can struggle really hard. It's we are completely incapable of doing it on mm-hmm. our own. And, uh, and being reminded that Jesus, the, the, the beautiful thing about the gospel is that we don't have to do it on our own. We don't have to. Jesus came. Yeah, that, I, that's why I like that. I love the hymn, I need thee every hour, mm-hmm. most gracious Lord. Right? I need mm-hmm. you, not, not just every day, every moment of yeah. every day. Right. Um, and we forget that, man. Our lives mm-hmm. get busy. Um you know, one of the things that I think about is there. Maybe there's somebody listening right now. I don't know. I would I would hope and I would pray. Mm-hmm. And you may think, well, man, there's no. You know, don't compare me to Abimelech. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I haven't murdered anybody. You know, I haven't. You know, I haven't done that. What I mean when I say we are Abimelech is that we are quick to give our and, and we're the people of Israel. Mm-hmm. We are quick to give ourselves over to other things rather than God. Yeah. Um, and and I think we try to define good from a human perspective. Mm. Um, I know people that don't know Jesus that are really, really good people. Mm-hmm. But that's not the standard. Right. And we forget that, right? Yeah, uh, I've I've heard that this is even you know lately uh, some stuff I've read, and this is this is a a critique or something people use to even say you know hey the church wants me to believe I'm wretched or I'm a worm, but um, you know I'm not I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, and from human standards, you probably are. Yeah, you know. Um, but what we're meant to see in Scripture like this is how prone to go away from God our hearts are. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we are unrighteous. Yeah. Because what does the Bible say? Uh, how does God count righteousness? 
Mm-hmm. And Abraham, he counted faith yeah. as righteousness. He, he counted belief in God and his provision and God and and what he offers as the thing that made you righteous. Yeah. And it makes you righteous because he imparts his righteousness to you now so that you are good. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard for us to understand. It's, it's hard for us to fathom. And it's hard for us to hear. You're right. It's hard for me to hear. Yeah. I'm Abimelech. Um, or I'm more like Abimelech than I than I am, you know, say Gideon or, or, or someone else. Yeah. Um, you know, Abimelech's the villain of the story. Yeah. And so to say, I'm the villain, that's not fun. Right. But, but what I mean, and I think what the Bible wants us to see, is that we are inadequate deliverance hmm. for ourselves. We are inadequate gods for ourselves. Yeah. We we are we are Baal Barith. Mm-hmm. You know. We we are puny gods mm-hmm. to to be worshipped. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, you know, the triune, one true God is Creator God. Mm-hmm. Worthy of our worship. The only one truly righteous. And, and we need him. And, and every single one of us yeah. needs him. I, I don't know how I can paint that more clearly for like a skeptic or something. Sure. But um, but I know that one day, chances are here on earth, when tragedy strikes, when difficulty comes, and you kind of are left to face your inadequacies and your mm. need for God, yeah. either here or... Um, it could be an eternity that you discover that. And mm-hmm. I, my my prayer, my hope is that you would find it here. Yeah. That that's my aim. That's what God has given me to do is to help you to understand that and see that now. Yeah, yeah before absolutely. It's before late. it's too late. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're realizing that in eternity, it's too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Derek, thank you um, for for pointing us back to that and seeing that seeing our need for Jesus um, and. Um, to try to make a transition here, you, you talked about the fact that our children are always watching us. Yes. Yeah. They are always watching us. And so last week you got to hear from Derek's children um, a little bit about what they see watching him. Yeah. And this week you're going to get to hear from my children a little bit about what they see watching me. Yeah. Um, and please, uh, hilarity will ensue, so enjoy yourself. <laughs> um, but uh, we're going to turn it over to that interview really quick and uh, hope you enjoy it. And we'll be back to wrap things up here in just a moment. All right. Well, hello, everybody. How's it going? Hello. Good. Good. Um, why don't you start off with telling everybody who you are? Tell us who you are. I'm Anna Airwood. I'm Merritt Airwood. I'm AJ Airwood. I'm Sophie Airwood. Nice. All right. <clears throat> Can you please tell me your favorite color? What's your favorite color? Pink. Red. Blue. Green. Nice. Okay. I thought you had some yellow. All right. Next. What's your favorite animal? Uh, no. No. <laughs> um, uh, flamingo. Flamingo. All right. Mine is um kangaroo. Okay. <laughs> cat. A cat. A cat. A nice. Panda. 
What? A, a panda? panda? Okay. Yeah. I thought you said Amanda, but I was Amanda. <laughs> 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 I thought you always said A panda makes much more sense. <clears throat> so tell me why why is your favorite animal your favorite animal? Because it likes to hop around and I like to hop around. There you go. Okay. Um, because it runs around a lot. Okay. I noticed you wear your cat ears, so mm -hmm. yeah. you must really like cats. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> How about Flamingo? Do you know why? No? No. Probably because it's pink. pink. Okay. Probably because nice. it's um, How about a panda? I like pandas because they're like... Cause they eat bamboo. Cause they eat bamboo. Like you. Because <laughs> <laughs> they also okay, eat bamboo. Speak up just a little bit. This microphone can only do so much. So. Microphone, <laughs> do more. <laughs> microphone, poopoo yeah. cheek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Nice. Next question. Evidently, this is a lot of Yeah. All right, favorite food. What's your favorite food? Let's start with somebody else this time. Who wants to go? Audrey, how about you? Yeah. Chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. Okay. So. Is there a joke behind chicken nuggets? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Please do tell. Okay, so. Okay. Tell them the joke behind chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. It's a, it's a chicken it's a, it's nugget. Like a fine video. Oh, nice. Chicken like nuggets. Says chicken nuggets. As his age. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. yeah, they're like, how old are you? And he goes, chicken nugget. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that really your favorite food or is it just a joke? It's mine. Oh, nice. It's <laughs> mine. Audrey, Audrey. Um, Come on, this isn't a joke. No. My favorite food is probably... Um, <laughs> Either pizza or pickles. Pizza or pickles. Yeah. All right. Do you eat pickles on pizza? No. Uh, no. That'd be gross. Yeah. That's like a real thing. I'm All right, Mary. How about you? Um, my favorite food is. <laughs> All right. We'll come pizza back to you. Pizza two. Oh, pizza yeah. two. Mm -hmm. Is that better than pizza one? <laughs> pizza two. Is that like pizza 2.0 or? No, it's just pizza. Oh, pizza yeah. also, I guess. Cheese pizza. Oh, cheese pizza. I like cheese pizza too. Okay. You can only have one, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Get to the next All right, Anna. I like cheeseburgers. Cheeseburgers. Yes. Nice. Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. Cool. <clears throat> All right. Let's see if y'all do better than my kids did. What's your favorite Bible story? Um, uh, Goliath and what? Um, Daniel. Daniel. No, David. No, David. David. <laughs> That's what I said. Daniel and Goliath. Been teaching Bible <laughs> Who, who's next? Audrey, do you have a favorite Bible story? No. no? Is it August? No! That's what she said. August. No, actually I said... December second. That's your birthday. That's, that's your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Let's just say it's uh, when he walked on the water, Sophie. Okay. <laughs> um. Probably. Um. Ruth and Boaz. Okay. Or cool. when Jesus gets tempted. Okay. Meow. Um. Mine's probably the Christmas story. Okay. Yeah. 
Nice. So, can you elaborate, Sophie, a little bit on uh, your your choices? I'd love to hear why you like those two. <clears throat> I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Um, I guess I like Ruth and Boaz because, like, they... Because they're always Boaz? Because... because <laughs> Boaz? Yeah. Okay. Well, like, they were sad, but then, like... They, when they got married, then they were like happy. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Yeah. How about Jesus being tempted? He didn't get tempted even after all the things. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. So even though he was tempted, he stood his ground, right? Yeah. Very cool. <clears throat> Why do you like the Christmas story, Anna? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I just like it. That's a good story. Yeah. Mary, how about you? How, um, how, why do you like Dave, Daniel and Goliath? I mean, David and Goliath. <laughs> <clears throat> um, because they use rocks. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> nice, fair enough. That's all. I like that. All right, good. All right, so tell us what your dad does. Somebody tell us what your dad does. He's, he's the worship pastor. Okay, yeah, he's the worship he's like, pastor. I thought you going to say he's the What's worship. it like, or what's your favorite part and hopefully you do better than I can <laughs> nope. on this one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <clears throat> what's your favorite part? What's the best part of your dad being a pastor? Um, I like getting to church early. Yeah. Okay, nice. I get to play with all his guitars. All right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Anna. I like uh, knowing what's going to happen at church. Okay. Yeah. Nice. What? <laughs> I don't even know any church secrets. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Not that there really are any, but. <laughs> no, I know one. How the boiler room almost exploded be is because the monster scratched it. And <laughs> There's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> chairs on <laughs> Yes. Just sit in it. Sit. Audrey, do you know what's the best part of your dad being uh, a pastor? Charlie's answer. <laughs> I'll take it. That was Charlie's. He says, or Jason, you said like what? I said, is there anything be good about it? He says, nope. <laughs> yeah, My dad gives, gives me spankings. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if any, if people can know one thing about you, what what's the one thing you would want them to know? Like what one thing you want them to know about you? They like Minecraft. Yeah, I like collecting stuff. Okay. Yeah. What kind of collections do you have? Um, stuffed animals and Lego sets. Minecraft. Okay. Lego sets to be. Nice. Things. Who's next? Not sure. Okay, I'll go. Um, that I want people to know I was adopted. Okay. Mm -hmm. Everybody already knows that because everybody. <laughs> 
because people people probably do know that you are yep. adopted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what about it? Do you what about being adopted? Would you like them to know? Um, I don't know. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. What else? Who's got? Who's next? What's one thing you want? Um, people to know about you. I like to read. Nice. What kind of what kind of books do you like to read? Harry Potter. Well, I read Harry Potter. All seven. Um. I like to read mystery books. Okay. And most of the things I read involve like a school, so. Okay. Yeah. You're into the school dramas. I guess. <laughs> Okay, Audrey. Uh, Audrey, what's one thing you want people to know about you? No. Sounds like she's in pain. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Nervous laughter. Sophie, what's a book recommendation you would give to someone? Like, what's a good book you read recently? Um, well, I just finished the Harry Potter series, but like before that, I read um, I read Friday Barnes, and that that's my favorite series. Okay. And yeah. Very so cool. There's like nine books. Nine. I'm cool. ready. Cool. All right. Anything else you want to say before we uh, go off the offline here? I do. Oh, you got one now. Okay. Poopy cheek. I had a feeling that was coming. That was, uh, perfect. I've been saving that. Stop it. What it is. Thanks for letting us be on the podcast. <laughs> All right, well, I hope you enjoyed getting to know the Arrowwood kids a little bit more. I enjoyed interviewing them, and uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. I hope you learned something. I hope God um, maybe maybe drove something home a little bit more in your own heart and life. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, we'd love to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get a email last week, that we so did. thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Pair of Roger uh, Socks coming to you. Yeah, so. Pair of yeah. Roger Socks, yeah. Love to hear some from someone else. If if there's uh, something we can do for you, if there's a question you have, if there's a point of you know, hey, God is speaking to me in this, we'd love to hear that. One of the ways you can do that is by emailing us at the path at LafayetteFirst.life. You the did path it. You got it at LafayetteFirst.life. <laughs> yeah. And um, but I mean, you call the church, you email us yeah. anyway. Anyway, you'd like to do that. We'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, God bless. Hope you have a great day. Mm-hmm. And we will see you next time as we continue down the path. Mm-hmm.